And if you're able, I'd ask that you'd stand for a moment in honor of the reading of the Word of God tonight. We're going to begin in verse 1. We'll read on through verse 8 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, he says, Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone, and sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith that no man should be moved by these afflictions, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and ye know. For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. But now when Timotheus came from you unto us, and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity, and that ye have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us, as we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. For now we live, if ye stand fast in the Lord. You may be seated. Uh, as I was looking at this, I just thought about our own daily lives, and uh, we face a lot of burdens from day to day, and some different struggles enter into our lives throughout the year, throughout the month, throughout the weeks that we live. Uh, we have different things that enter into our lives, and as well as our families and our churches, and we're faced with all kinds of pressures, and Paul was feeling all kinds of pressure here. He was having a number of afflictions enter into his life, and uh, he was struggling, and uh, he wanted to go and see these folks, and he couldn't take the opportunity to do so, and so there was all that pressure in his life, and, and then we see as these folks were at a low point, and they were suffering persecution, let me tell you who wants to strike at that time. His name is Satan. When you're at your weak points is when he wants to strike. If you notice, Paul said here in verse 5, For this cause we can no longer forbear. I sent to know your faith, uh, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. In other words, that all this work that we've done to try to build you up in your faith and to encourage you in your faith, that the devil would come in and snatch that away. And uh, he'll come in and tempt. And so when the trials of life come, often we're at our weakest points, when the trials of life come, guess when Satan wants to attack? <laughs> when you're at your weakest. Uh, if you just take for note that Jesus was in a desert place, and uh, while he was at his weakest, he had fasted for 40 days, and, uh, and you look at uh, he had thirsted and he hungered for 40 days, and when did Satan come? <laughs> at the end of his fast is when he comes to him, and he's trying to tempt him at that moment when he was at a weak point. And Jesus was all God, but he was all man, and I'm certain there was physical weakness at that time, and thirst was upon him, and that's whenever Satan enters in. And I want to tell you, he wants to enter into your picture, into your life, when you're at your weakest points. That's what he was trying to do here with the church at Thessalonica. And Paul knew it was important. Let me send somebody to encourage them. Let me send somebody over uh, to be a help to them. And listen, folks, we ought to consider that in our own lives. This is why the Lord has brought us together as believers, so that we might encourage one another. And there's times when folks are down, and, you know, maybe just enter into their life, be an encouragement to them. You think of a Paul Ryan today having those seizures, and, and God could use one of us to just go by and just say, hey, uh, we want to be an encouragement to you, Paul. We want to be a help to you. Is there something we can do for you? Just reach out to people. Uh, I know right now uh, the Blumenstocks, uh, they're getting ready to move, and uh, a lot of pressure on them right now, and there's a lot of things going on in their life. Pray for them. Pray for God to just be an encouragement to them. Reach out to them. Uh, do anything you can to, to reach out and be a friend to that family. And listen, this, these are the times. And when does Satan want to tempt? When you're at your what? Weakest. When 
I just told you the new converts, right? New people. <laughs> those are the ones that God uh, wants to uh, use us to come in and be an encouragement to those folks because the devil is the tempter and he wants to tempt them at their weakest points. And so we want to be a help to them. And so I challenge you when faced with trials uh, of life, do you stand firm in the Lord? And Paul challenged these believers to do so. And I challenge you, stand firm in your faith. Whenever the trials come, don't give up. <laughs> That's when we're at our weakest. That's when we need God the most. That's whenever we want to turn to Him. And listen, if you see someone who's struggling, why don't you come up and be a comfort to them? Come up alongside them and say, hey, listen, let me pray with you. Let me be there for you. Let me, let me be an encouragement to you. So the Father has not left us alone. Amen. He never left us alone. And I know that God, my Father in heaven, encourages my heart at times. I can open His scriptures when I'm at weak points. And I can open the Bible. And I can read His Word. And it encourages my heart. And he's there to comfort me. And, and as he comforts me, I want to be a comfort to other people. And I challenge you, as God comforts your heart and helps you in your time of need, why don't you reach out to someone else and be a comfort to them and do something to help them and not only them but yourself to stand fast in the Lord. So when you take a stand uh, for the Lord and you stand fast in the Lord, I believe afflictions come and, and they come uh, in waves sometimes and there's a heaviness to them. And yet God said, listen, uh, here, Timmy, I'm going to send you over here. I want you to go over and talk to these folks. They are struggling right now. So I'm going to send you over there to be a help to them. So we stand fast in the Lord because afflictions come. And uh, we need God in those times. But also in those times of affliction, that's when the temptations rise. That's when they get at a heightened level. And the tempter himself, the devil, wants to come in. And he wants to discourage you. He wants to get you off track. He wants to get your mind off God. Uh, he wants you to be, oh, woe is me and your sorrow and your problem, instead of really focusing in on God and His Word. But also, I believe there's opportunity. <laughs> there's opportunity at these times for us to be a comfort to others and allow God not only to comfort our heart, for us to be a comfort to one another. And so, when we take a stand for the Lord, there's afflictions, there's temptations, but there's opportunity to bring forth comfort and help people in their faith. So, the Bible teaches us in these first three verses here, to stand fast in your afflictions. You know, it's, it's difficult to endure patiently or silently. Now, maybe you are a better person than I am, and sometimes it is hard to endure patiently and silently. It's hard, isn't it? And sometimes you, your patience runs out, and you're thinking, my goodness, when is this going to end? When is this going to stop? When is this going to quit? When is this not going to... And, and it's hard sometimes to not speak out or say something about it. And, uh, and yet... To endure patiently or silently at times, this is the struggle Paul was going through regarding the church at Thessalonica. He said, when I could no longer forbear, <laughs> he said, man, I couldn't be silent anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. I wanted to get over there to see. I couldn't make it, so I'm sending Tim over to help. And, and, and he couldn't take it anymore because of the struggle that he was having in wanting to be an encouragement to these people. So he was communicating that he thought it was good for them to stay in Athens, but he was going to send Timothy over. And so what's the reason that he sent Timothy? Why did he send him over there? What would be the purpose for sending someone else? These people wanted to see Paul, and Paul knew that he wasn't going to make it. He knew it was good for him to stay at Athens, and he said, listen, I'm going to send Timothy over. For what reason? Well, the idea is to establish. Notice what it says here. He says, wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to, uh, to be left at Athens alone and sent Timotheus, our brother and minister, of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you. You ought to underline that in your Bible. You ought to underline that in your Bible. It's important. He sent Timothy over to establish them, and he's saying, listen, it means to strengthen or to stand firm and to be a comfort in their time of need. 
He came over to do that very thing. He came by to say, hey, listen, sometimes pastor comes by the house. He wants to encourage you. He wants to help you. It's the idea of establish you concerning your faith to be a comfort to you at times. And listen, we ought to do the same for others. We can come up alongside of people and do this very thing. And he said, listen, I can't make it, but I'm sending someone in my place to come by and do this and to establish you and to comfort you or to encourage them. And as believers in Christ, we should strengthen and encourage one another concerning our faith. If there's another phrase, or word here. First, there's the phrase to establish you and to comfort you. So he came to be an encouragement, a consolation to them. He's sending them there for that purpose. And he says this, and to comfort you. Now notice this, concerning your faith. You ought to underline the word concerning in your Bible. Concerning your faith. He said, I'm sending him over to be an encouragement, a comfort, a help, if you will, to you regarding your faith. Now, when we look at this, that word concerning is regarding your reliance upon Christ for salvation. That's the word concerning there. And he said, what I'm concerned about your faith is are you really relying on Christ for your salvation? Listen, folks, people can pray a prayer and just say a prayer and think they're on their way to heaven, but it depends on who they're placing their faith in, whether they're going to heaven or not. And what it is, is you want to continue to work and foster that relationship that they have with the Lord. You want to help them better understand, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you were to die today, do you know for sure if you'd go to heaven? Listen, he said to Timothy over there and saying, hey, listen, encourage these people. I'm concerned about their faith, if you will. And what he's saying is, I want to make sure that they are really stable in their salvation and who it's in. And folks, when we first lead someone to the Lord, we need to help them sometimes. And really come up alongside them and be an encouragement to them and encourage them in their faith. And, and listen, there may come a time where they're saying, well, I know, I remember, I prayed that prayer, but now I don't, how many of you have heard this? Now I don't feel like I'm saved anymore. And the reason is, is that they need that encouragement. You got to go back. You got to get them in the scriptures. You got to get them in the Bible. You got to get them into the truth of the word of God. You got to let them see those truths again. <laughs> and let them decide, is there salvation in Christ? There are many who want to discourage others. And boy, it's easy to discourage people. <laughs> the world's full of critics, amen? <laughs> Just watch the news for 10 minutes. It's full of critics. The world has enough critics, believe me. What we need more of is encouragers. What we need more of is people to come up alongside others and help strengthen them in their faith. The Word of God is here to show us love and grace and mercy and and we see that, and then we need to display that to other people. When you open the Bible, you ought to see the love of God. You ought to see the grace of God. You ought to see the mercy of God. You ought to see those things. You ought to be thankful for it in your own life, and then say, how do I display that to someone else? Because I'm to be more conformed to the image of His Son. I need to be more like Christ. And this is what Paul is sending Timothy over there for, and I think it's growing Timothy in his faith to be able to go over there and encourage these people. And so do we as we go out. The Word of God showing great love toward us. The Lord demonstrates great compassion for His people. And He wants us to imitate His Son. Do you have compassion on other people? Now, compassion is, oh, I feel sorry for them. That's not what I'm talking about. Compassion takes action. <laughs> compassion means I'm going to do something about something. It's not just a matter of just feeling bad for someone or feeling sad for someone. You see, that's not compassion. Compassion, like Christ had, brought him to action, didn't it? And Jesus had compassion on the multitudes. It brought him to action, didn't it? It caused him to do something about it. 
And if we truly have compassion, as the Lord has compassion, it'll bring us to that place that we want to do something. And you say, how do we go about it? I'm going to tell you right now, God's provided the manual, hasn't he? <laughs> how do we go about it? And, and I'm sharing with you, just as God comforts you through his word and God comforts your life through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have an ability to be a comfort to other people in their times of affliction, when they're having hard times, and come up alongside them, especially in their faith. In the process of learning and growing in the Lord, we've got to be careful of those who just want to lure us away from our faith because there are folks that do that. And they want to try to draw you away, but Paul's telling these folks over here, he said, listen, stay strong. And then he sent Timothy over, help them to stay strong. Help them stay established. We're concerned about their faith. We want them to stay strong in the Lord and their salvation. In the process of learning and growing in the Lord, we've got to be careful ourselves because people can lure us away and they can cause us to trust more in things they're saying than in the faith that we have in our God. And we have to be careful in our own lives. And you think about it, the Bible says we should never be seduced, tempted, or enticed away from our faith. In Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners entice thee, do what? Consent thou not. Don't allow yourself to be drawn in. You say, well, preacher, how does that happen? Well, you get involved in gossip, and it'll happen in a heartbeat. <laughs> you can sit there and get drawn into things, and it'll lure you away from your faith. There are things that, that you get into conversations with the world at times that will lure you away from your faith. As I share that with you, Paul's saying, hey, listen, I want you to do something. I want you to stick by the stuff. Notice what he says in verse 3, that no man should be moved. <laughs> You ought to underline moved in your Bible, that no man should be moved, and notice what he says, by these afflictions. That word moved has the idea like a dog wags its tail. <laughs> and so we just flicker back and forth, don't we? And we're not to be moved by our afflictions. In other words, just like a dog wagging its tail there, and he's saying, listen, don't let your faith go back and forth like that. But stay strong in your faith. Don't let the afflictions that we face in life move us from our faith like a dog wagging its tail. I have faith, I don't have faith. I have faith, I don't have faith. Amen? Don't be like that in your faith. But he said, don't be moved by this. And he says, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. In other words, he's saying, I have come unto you and I'm sending Timothy unto you to help encourage you to stay strong in your faith that you don't waver back and forth in your faith. By the way, no one can make you weak in your faith. You make choices every day. And you either choose to stay strong in your faith or you choose not to be. And the way you stay strong is you stay close to the Lord and you allow Him to comfort your heart and you can become a comfort to others. Paul wanted them to know that afflictions come, pressure comes, tribulation comes, trials come, burdens come. In 2 Timothy, as he's writing to Timothy in 3.12, he said, Yea, and in all that we will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He tells Timothy later on, he says, Hey, he said, I just want you to know whenever trouble comes, trouble will come. It'll come up on the scene. And he's saying to Timothy, he said, By your faith, by your uh, salvation in Christ, by all those things, Trouble's going to come. You're going to suffer persecution because of your faith. And folks, I know we think we've got it great here in the United States. I don't think it's too far behind. I just sat down and talked to someone the other day, and they told me how the federal government is working seriously hard to get their hands on the money of the local churches. It's not far off, especially when we're giving love offerings and everything else. 
And they're looking at ways to get their hands in the pot. And you say, well, what does that mean? That's no big deal. Maybe everybody should pay their portion or whatever. Maybe you're of that mindset. But I'm telling you, we're not far off from persecution starting to come to the local church. And you say, well, we got it good right now. You know, we've, we've got the White House and we've got, uh, you know, more Republicans. It looks like they're, they're going to be in office. I'm going to tell you, the White House and Republicans aren't going to do it for us. What's going to do it for us is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Persecution may not be as far off as you think. And we look at it and we think, man, we're in a safe zone right now. And Paul said to Timothy, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer what? Persecution. It's coming. 1 Peter 2, 21 and 22. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So we have to look to Christ to be the example. How do you live that kind of life? How do you do that? How do you live that way even in the midst of that? And we say Christ is our example. And he tells Peter that, or Peter speaks of that. Now when the afflictions come, we should take comfort in our salvation. And then we should encourage others to do the same in their times of affliction. So here I'm sharing with you, Paul gets to the end of this letter and he says, stand fast in the Lord. So when afflictions come, stand fast in the Lord. <laughs> when you have trouble, when you have trials, when you have burdens, stand fast in the Lord. Secondly, this. I want to talk about the temptations that follow. When you take a stand for the Lord, I think it's just an invitation sometimes. And uh, the devil says, okay, there's, a, there's opportunity now. I'm going to try to discourage them. <laughs> and if you look at this passage, it says, For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. You know, when you're serving the Lord, you will have to endure some normal everyday hardships. I mean, they just come just like everybody else. We have them. But then there are the times whenever Satan sees that you are trying your best to maybe walk with God, <laughs> And you might have a weak day or a weak moment. And he wants to slip in and tempt you at those times. You see, Paul knew at this time that when these afflictions were coming, what was the possibility of them being tempted by the tempter at that time? Right? When we have those weak moments, Paul understood this. And you have to understand, sometimes you and your faith can start to become weak, and those are the times when Satan wants to tempt you. That's when the tempter comes in. That's when you're at your weak point. That's when he wants to come after you. And some of the burdens come in the form of social burdens sometimes. Sometimes they come in economical burdens to our homes and pressures. And sometimes they come in other forms of afflictions at times. And here's the thing. When those temptations are set before us, God doesn't want us to become weak in our faith. He wants us to stay in fast in the Lord in those times. He doesn't want us to give in to temptations. He wants us to turn to him. And, and lean on him, to, to pray to him, to seek him out at those times. And some people are suffering, having difficulties. Sometimes you have physical problems. And, and, and when we have physical problems enter into our lives, sometimes our mind gets off the Lord and gets just focused on our problem. When we have physical issues come up, uh, sometimes we've got financial trouble. When financial trouble comes up, we forget the Lord and, and we just focus on the financial thing. And we forget God in the midst of it. Sometimes there's pain and there's misery in our lives and, and we forget God in those times, but none of these should steer you away from your faith. It's saying to us here, he said, Paul said, listen, I send Timothy over. I don't want the tempter tempting you. And listen, I don't want the tempter tempting the members of our church. I want God to be in your lives to where you're able to overcome those things 
And believe me, there's not a single solitary person sitting in this room or standing in this room today that has not been tempted. And my prayer is, is God keep them strong in their times of temptation. Because they come, don't they? And what he's saying here is, the Lord told us that they would come, and Paul said it would come to pass. And Paul said, when I could not stand silent any longer, I had to know how you're holding up under your faith. So how are you holding up tonight, Christian? Church family, how are you holding up? How are you doing with your faith right now? What are you going through and you're turning maybe away from God and not to Him? And God wants to challenge you tonight to stand fast in your faith. He sent Timothy over and maybe God just sent me here for the purpose of saying, listen, tonight I want you to stand fast in your faith. Maybe you're the one that was tempted today. <laughs> maybe your temptation's coming tomorrow and God's trying to speak to your heart tonight and this evening and saying, hold on a minute. You need to trust me in the time of your temptation. Whether it's a physical problem, whether it's a financial problem, a social problem, an economical problem, whatever it may be, I don't know. But I know God wants you to hear this tonight. And he's saying you better be careful because when you're at your weakest, that's when he wants to come in and strike. The Lord told us that this would come to pass, Paul said, because of the tempter. And then in this case, he's clearly saying it's Satan. And in Matthew 4, 3, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. He wanted to tempt Jesus at his weakest point, didn't he? When does Satan want to tempt you? When you're at your weakest. That's when you need God the most. And brothers and sisters in Christ, let me share something with you. When you see somebody struggling, don't say, well, maybe put your arm on their shoulder and say, hey, can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? Can I pray to help? Or is there something I can do to help? And when someone comes and shares something with you, that isn't so that you can pass it on to someone else. Maybe they came to you because they trusted you and they thought that maybe you could be a help to them and that you weren't the avenue just to be a channel to pass it on to someone else, but they thought that maybe they could come to you because you're spiritually mature enough to maybe help them with where they are. And we need one another, and this is exactly why Paul sent Timothy there. This idea of tempted is to test and this is very important that you understand that God will test the believer, but Satan tempts the believer. And when I look this up, I see here, and it's very important that we, we understand that, that God will allow us to go through a test. In 2 Corinthians 11:3, but I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. According to Strong's, the difference between a test and a temptation is found in the tester's motivations and expectations. The devil tempts that the believer might fail. The devil tempts that you might fall. The devil tempts that you might sin. The devil tempts so that you go off course and away from God. And he wants you to fail God's standards. And so faith, without, if you allow the faith to wane, you'll fail. And what happens is it'll lead you to sin and away from God. Now, God tests that he might determine and sharpen true character. I believe when God tests us, he wants to see, are we going to rely upon him? You say, how do you know this to be true, preacher? <laughs> Read the story of Job. Read the story of Job. Job was one that eschewed evil, wasn't he? And when you look at Job and it says, and God, <laughs> he offered Job up, didn't he? 
He said, have you, have you thought about my servant Job? And sometimes when we're serving God, sometimes the tests will come and God wants you to pass the test, amen? And the devil wants to tempt you that you might fail. And the challenge to us is this. Just as Eve was beguiled by his subtlety, so can we. And listen, don't think that because of the simplicity of salvation that you're able to overcome everything without him after that because you cannot. And there's simplicity in salvation in the sense that we place our faith and trust in him, but then we have to place our faith and trust in him to help us to grow as he ministers to our hearts for the things that we run into from day to day. When I look at this, Paul was concerned that Satan would come in and, and leave the people empty of the work that's already been completed in their lives. How many of you have worked with somebody after they've gotten saved and you watch some uh, milestones be had and then all of a sudden they fall off? It's hard to watch, isn't it? You see some people, they make it for a while and then they have that falling away or that falling off and, and you think, ah, you know. And the reality is, is that's the time to come up alongside them and encourage them, help them in their time of need. Paul said, look, I was concerned. I was thinking maybe what we left you with was empty or vain. And he didn't want it to be that way for them. He said in this statement, he says, he says that, that our, our labor be in vain. He didn't want it to be empty, all the work and time and effort that they put into someone. And sometimes we give up too easy. <laughs> and we should be a little bit more motivated to move forward. There are those who will come in among the believers and try to rob them of the work that the Lord's doing in their midst. And believe me, if you think about it for yourselves, those of you that are more mature Christians, you're faithful in, in, in areas of your life and you're reading your Bible and you're spending time with the Lord and you're praying and, and you know how you get tempted. <laughs> what about that new convert? What about that person that just got saved? What about that individual? And Paul was concerned about this and these were newly saved people in some cases and he's concerned about them and he doesn't want them to be moved in their faith. He doesn't want them wagging back and forth and he's concerned about the tempter, the devil himself coming in and tempting these folks. And what is it that he wanted to do? Well, he sent Timothy that they might stand fast in their faith. Do you come up alongside those new converts and say, hey, listen, let me be there for you. Let me be a help to you. Let me be an encouragement to you. When the temptations or the tempter comes, I challenge you, turn your focus to the Lord. Focus on Christ. You know, think about this. The unsaved, where do they turn in their time of need? What do they go to? Who do they go to? What is the unsaved person going to turn to? And what do we have? And I look at this and I'm saying to you, my friends, that we have something greater, and that is, is that we have God in the midst of our temptations. And believe me, the Bible says there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is what? Common to man. But God is faithful. And what you've got to remember in the midst of your temptations, God is faithful. And it says God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Right? But will with that temptation also make a way to escape that you're able to bear it. Right? Because you'll be able to go through that. We have something the unsaved don't have. We have the Holy Spirit of God residing in us. We have the power of prayer. We have His Word. We have Jesus Christ, our Savior. And what it should do is in those times of temptations cause us to move closer to Him. When you take a stand for the Lord, there'll be opportunities for you to encourage others as well. If you look at verses 6 through 8, 
He said, but now when Timotheus came from you unto us and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity, and then uh, you have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us as we also to see you. There's a cheerful few words there, isn't there? <laughs> it's nice whenever it got to this place because Paul said, man, I was so grateful when Tim came back. <laughs> and guess what he said? Man, he was excited, wasn't he? I want to see people, people make it in the Lord. I don't want to see people fail. I want to see people get excited about the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. Stand fast and comfort one another. Reach out to one another. Allow God to comfort you. God will always provide a way of escape. And the Lord sent Timothy to Thessalonica to encourage these folks. And Timothy went for the purpose of comforting them, encouraging them in their faith, and to bring a message of their faith back to Paul. And the word that was brought back was that of good tidings. You ought to underline that in your Bibles. He brought back good tidings. Does that sound familiar to us? Does it sound familiar to you? Good tidings? <laughs> he brought back the good news of their faith. You know what that good news was? Their reliance upon Christ. <laughs> That's what he brought back to them. Man, Paul was excited. He said, man, I got the news. <laughs> When I got these good tidings, I was grateful to hear this uh, about their charity, their love and affection, their remembrance, their recollection of them, uh, their desiring, their yearning to dote upon them and to be with them again. And he said, this was good. And he said, therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you. You ought to underline that in your Bible. Paul said the comfort came back to us knowing what your condition was now, knowing what kind of state of mind you folks were in. Man, that was good. It brought comfort back to Paul to know that this occurred. And so as we look at this, by the encouragement of others in the faith, it can change our focus, even in difficult circumstances. I think Paul was struggling. He wanted to be over there. But boy, when he got the good news, when the good tidings came back and the reliance was in Christ, he was excited about that. This is why we need to be encouraged in our faith and encourage others in their faith. The Lord knew uh, what the, they were weak about, and he knew how to strengthen them. And Paul clearly demonstrates through his word that he knew that he needed to send somebody to edify these saints. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes faithful people to help encourage and edify the others. Now the turmoil that both Paul and the Thessalonians faced was not easy, but the comfort of one another's faith helped them endure that hardship. There's a passage of Scripture in the Bible. I want you to turn to it tonight, and I'll finish with this this evening. I want you to look at this at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. <clears throat> Look at verse 3 with me. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all what? Comfort. Now watch this who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of whom? Of God. When I read that verse, I'm saying to you, there's consolation, there's love, there's care in this verse. And Paul's saying, hey, with the comfort that God comforts me with, I want to comfort other people with that. And God is challenging us here in Thessalonica, and he's giving us a message. He's saying he sent Timothy over to help establish them concerning their faith. When those good tidings were brought back, it brought back comfort too. And Paul, in turn, then 
is able to give that comfort back out by the comfort wherewith he was comforted of God. And folks, let me tell you something. Nothing fills the heart of a pastor with more joy than knowing that his people are standing fast in the faith, that they're really trying to be an encouragement to one another and help one another in faith. Nothing brings more joy to a pastor's heart than to watch people work together collectively and allow God to work through us to see others come to Christ. And then when they do, that we work collectively together to work with that individual or that family or those people to try and see what God wants to do in their lives. And we reach out to them and do everything we can to encourage them. When the people are standing fast, this is the desired result of any ministry, I think, and to stand fast in the Lord, living out our faith, living by our faith, living out our faith. And the challenge is to live or live out your faith by standing firm in the Lord. Notice what Paul said in verse 7. He said, Therefore, brother, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. He said, we were going through some trouble ourselves. The church at Thessalonica was going through some tough times. Paul was going through some tough times. And look at what he says in verse 8. For now we live, if you stand fast, where? In the Lord. They were all struggling. And Paul knew that. I want to challenge you tonight. Maybe you know somebody right now in this congregation that's having a tough time. <laughs> and then maybe they're struggling and they need someone to pray with them. Or maybe you yourself would like someone to pray with you. Pastor would be happy to pray with any of you. <laughs> but boy, I challenge you to get with one another sometimes and just be an encouragement one to another. Reach out to one another and stand fast and comfort one another. Let's pray.